Welcome to It's a Fit Life Creation Podcast with me, Katrina Julia. I'm a lifestyle entrepreneur and a transformation coach. Jumpstart transformation to time to transform, to boss brand, to money maker, to inspiring with influence and more. So let's create. And I lost over 55 pounds four years ago with the help of Herbalife Nutrition, Meal Bags, Team Edge, NASA, a certified public accountant. I've served in over eight industries, generating others over seven to nine figure results consistently while having my own money in chaos to create a life and a business I love. It's about the passion, the purpose, the people, and the profits to create a life and a business you love. Tune in to the stories and the journey as we create It's a Fit Life Creation. of It's a Fit Life Creation. I'm here with Wilda Rivera, and we're talking today on Win Life. And if you don't know already, she is also an entrepreneur, a success coach, a yogi, a retreat leader, a podcast host, (laughs) an attorney, and we've had countless conversations about faith, mindset, energy, retreats, just entrepreneurship life. And we first connected with the uh, pro business channel for those of you in Atlanta, or if you're in Atlanta at a networking event Mm -hmm. over two years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. And I think it was a pro networking event. actually. Oh, you're right. It was Corey's, Mm -hmm. it was Corey's pro networker event. Mm -hmm. Yes. Great memory. So they were combining and it was over at the pro business where they have their building. Mm -hmm. But to your point, Corey and pro networker, they were leading it. Um, so we connected and we started talking about different things. We were both in very different places. Yes. Then. Yes, we were actually two years yeah, ago. Extremely different places. She's also engaged now. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And um, we it then grew you guys to where we connected on the phone a couple times. Mm-hmm. We also connected, I think, in person. Yes. And then also funny story, you guys, like don't think for a second Anything like I, somebody made this comment to me the other day that, oh, like I always think like, you know, people have it together or when you get to a certain point, you just have it together. I'm like, no, (laughs) that's a myth. (laughs) It's a complete myth. You're always figuring it out. You're always learning. And like this episode, you guys has been like a while in the making. Yeah, it really has. (laughs) Because I was featured on a Wilda's podcast when life over a year ago. Yeah, it was it actually just celebrated a year last week, so it was just probably maybe second ten months season. ago. Yeah. yeah. So it was like her second like group of episodes. I remember she was doing and I we hadn't even started our podcast yet at all. It didn't even exist That's yet. That's right. That's right. And then reached out to her to be featured because I'm always big on sharing love, sharing abundance. Empowered women, empower yes. women. Yes. <laughs> and then so from there it ended up to where we connected but then I was out of town or gone. Then her fiance surprised her with a trip. <laughs> yeah. Then she had a client. And, I, and I'm big on you guys. And you've probably, if you've tuned in before, a lot of my recent episodes have the same story. Yeah. And I'm like, hmm, I'm being tested on grace, on compassion, yeah. on yeah. perseverance, you know? Yes. Yeah. And just trusting Ooh, that things... I just things, got goosebumps when you said that. That trusting that things happen, you guys, at the perfect time. And so many times... We operate out of like fear that something's not going to happen just because mm-hmm. it hasn't happened yet. So anyway, super excited <laughs> to finally do it. Super excited to have a Welda here. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to connect with all of you. Absolutely. So share with you know the community, 
whether it's on live, this is also going to go on YouTube, whether it's, you know, people on the podcast, like what is, you know, what's your story and what's super important to you? Yeah. So, um, I'll try to be succinct because it's quite a long story, but essentially I come from very humble beginnings. Um, my, I'm second generation born in the United States. My grandparents are all from Puerto Rico, which basically means that I'm descended from freed slaves, Spaniards, and indigenous people just a couple generations back. Like my great grandfather was Taino Indian, um, 100%. And so, you know, I grew up in New York City, all over different neighborhoods that are now quite, you know, nice or getting gentrified, but at the time were like a no man's land. Mm-hmm. Um, and my parents, you know, they had their challenges and their struggles and they ended up separating. But my mother and my father always placed a very high value on education. Um, and as a result, they kind of noticed that I was bright. And my mother went through all types of efforts to make sure that my mind and my little person <laughs> got in front of the right people. And as a result, I ended up being selected as one out of 2,500 to be in a group of 130 that ended up only graduating 115 for a program called Prep for Prep in New York City. That's awesome. Which has just celebrated its 40th year last year Mm -hmm. of bringing um, academically talented and gifted but socioeconomically disadvantaged or, you know, immigrant youth to private school environments and giving them the scaffolding they need to get through that. So did that, went to boarding school in Massachusetts at the Middlesex School, incredible experience, and then went to Wesleyan University and then straight to law school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I forgot to mention that, that you were also a Yes, I, I went to law history. school and I graduated and I enjoyed law school. However, um, you know when you have that little voice in the back of your mind that kind of perks up at different moments, it's like, hey, this might not be do. But you're like, shut up. I've been saying I'm going to do this since I was five and I'm going to do it, you know? And you're like, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So I, I graduated from law school and I actually, at the age of 26, ended up in a cardiac wing of Dury City Medical Center because I had a mild cardiac event at the courthouse in the last couple of days of my clerkship right after I graduated from law school. And that really was a turning point for me. Well, I didn't know that story. I knew that you had transitioned and yeah. like the call and feeling like yeah. the passion, the purpose, but I didn't know about the cardiac event. Yeah, I had, it was very scary. Um, again, to be really brief, essentially it was hot, it was summer. And I had, I worked near the uh, courthouse. It was maybe like a three quarters of a mile walk maybe. So I would walk it in my suit every day. And during lunch this particular day, I wasn't really feeling myself, but I thought maybe it was because I was didn't eat well or was hot or whatever. It's not like AC in the courthouses, you know, wow. in Jersey City. Um, so I was like, let me go get a pizza literally across the street from the courthouse. So I go downstairs, I go across the street. But again, something is not feeling right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let me get back into the AC because I start to feel myself like clammy, clammy. yeah, like sweaty mm-hmm. and weird. So I go across the street, I walk into the lobby of the courthouse, and at that moment, I literally feel like all the blood leave my body. Like the term, like, like going ghost. Yeah, like I felt like my arms, both of my arms go completely like numb wow. and heavy, and my chest, like the most incredible pressure that I've ever felt uh, to this day. And ended up, all the bailiffs, obviously, because, you know, they're going through metal mm-hmm. detectors. Mm-hmm. They saw what was happening. They sat me down. They called an uh, ambulance. I was put in an ambulance, and I was sent over to the hospital, and they did an EKG in the ambulance that was abnormal. And so I got into triage. Maybe, like, two different doctors came to see me. One was a cardiologist. One was a ER physician. And they were like, you have to stay overnight. They admitted me, put all the things on my chest. And it made for probably one of the most reflective nights of my life. Um, And when I woke up, I was like, I probably shouldn't be a lawyer. (laughs) Like, this probably isn't a good idea for me, despite what my desire has been leading up until this moment. Um, And at that point, I was like, okay, let me take it back to square one, which is, what do you want to do? What do you care about? Right? And for me, that's helping people. Mm-hmm. So that began a journey to me discovering that my my passion for helping people wasn't 
going to be limited to that traditional path of being a lawyer. You know, I always joke with like, there's like the big four jobs, you know, mm -hmm. education, engineering, medicine, mm -hmm. or law. And I re just realized like I wasn't going to do that. And as a kid, I used to say I was going to be an OBGYN, attorney, and a soldier. And now that's how I was going to pay for everything. And, you know, over time, those things fell away, mm -hmm. right? But I was like, I still have to be a lawyer. Um, and what I've realized in the time since then, because that was in 2010 that mm -hmm. I had that mm -hmm. episode. Um, wow. So not that long ago. No, not that long ago. Yeah. I mean, I was 26, I'm 35 yeah. now. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that was that. And then, you know, I, I went back to square one. I, I went back to prep, which is the organization I was a part of. Mm -hmm. And then I worked in different facets for mm -hmm. throughout mm -hmm. the years mm -hmm. and did some admissions work for them and mm -hmm. kind of went the nonprofit route to mm -hmm. see. Mm -hmm. But that nonprofit route really wasn't resonating with me. Um, just there's a lot of things in nonprofits that as a person that likes to have clear vision and accomplish things in a certain time frame weren't really resonating for me. Didn't really work for my personality. Um, so then I thought, okay, well maybe I need to get part of like a social awareness business or business that has some type of social impact. Mm -hmm. And my now fiance, who I've actually known for 25 years, cause he was in prep as well, um, had started a company out here. Mm -hmm. And right after I had that medical thing, I was also in a relationship and that was coming to an end. I mean, the writing was on the wall. Mm -hmm. And I said to the universe, I said, oh, it would be so great if I could just like get a job at some startup as a director of operations and be with someone that already had a kid that was like five. And there's something I just said, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then Wendell, my partner at that time, his daughter was five. He had a startup and he wanted me to become the director of operations. So I was like... <laughs> Okay. It's like you put in like, it's one of those things that sometimes people say, you know, whether it's like first getting clear on what you want. Yeah, exactly. That's, and I it's just, the clarity and I just came want. out with a book that's actually going to be available in the next couple of weeks and sometime in April. Mm -hmm. And that's the first part of it. It's it like is the defining mm -hmm. what it is that you want. What is a success that Love you that. truly desire and really understanding the different things that may be influencing that so that you can make sure it's your you, vision yeah. before you do anything else. Because I love how, like, so many things I love there. It's like you talk about, you know, the beginnings, right? The humble beginnings. And not accept, like, one, your parents did not accept that as that was going to be your reality and be all in. Oh, they, my yeah. dad still asked me, like, oh, do you think you're going to take the bar now? Yeah. <laughs> and this is, like... Ten but, years ago. But at the same time, they were pushing. And I think a lot of times, you know, sometimes people mean well because they love you. Right. And course. I definitely walk through that too. And especially like in some cases, immigrants, and my parents were also immigrants, mm -hmm. that you have this, or a lot of times people, you know, have this conception that, you know, you do this, you go to school, you get a degree, you work X amount of years, you're taken care of, you retire, et cetera. And mm -hmm. it's not to say... That's bad because that can be someone's passion. And, and it works for, some, it works for some people. Exactly. If that's what you want, that's your life. Great. But I believe more and more of us as we awaken and want to be free and want to truly create what we love, you recognize where, hmm, was that desire really mine? Or was that a desire that my parents gave me? Yes. And did I accept it or allow it because I love them? Yeah. So it comes from a great place on both sides. And I want to please them. Yeah. But is that really what I want? Or... Maybe being an attorney is part of your path, but maybe it's because you advise yogis and spiritual buyers. Well, advisors yeah, on the legal the, side. I mean, the, the interesting <laughs> thing is like the thing I love law school and I, mm -hmm. I wouldn't trade it for the world, mm -hmm. even with the hard the situation experience. and like everything, because I learned so much that makes me better at business. Right? Absolutely. And, you know, despite what people think, lawyers are also a very underserved population. Because they have a lot of bad, you know, they get bad reps. But the truth is, lawyers work really hard. hard. Two of my best friends, and are they and they don't have a lot of work-life balance. And you know, I've, I've as a result, I've been uniquely positioned to help lawyers specifically because I understand what they're going through. Mm -hmm. But then also, I understand that the legal industry as well is changing. So what used to be a certain model, the big firms even are asking their attorneys to to network themselves and, and do all these things, you know? So there's been a lot around that. And what I love about it is that, you know, as, as a person of color myself and as a woman, of course, like, that's 
my heart is there. Trying mm -hmm. to help as many women and people of color mm -hmm. as possible, but I'm not limited to that. So I've definitely had the the benefit and the pleasure of working with so many different mm -hmm. clients around success coaching and around really um, getting clear and, and creating strategies that are organic and sustainable and measurable. Because a lot of times people are like, okay, well, I want to do this. Let me just run towards it mm -hmm. and I'll figure it all out later. But it's like, let's be efficient, right? And let's make measurable results so that we know that we're going in the right direction. And like to your point, let's get super clear, like from an aspect of, you know, like it's the relatability also. Like right. in your case, like you said, you're able to get super duper relatable yeah. um, because of what you want, because of where you were where you walk through relating to their like mindset. Right. And I, I definitely relate to that because being a CPA, like it's the same thing with accounting. Mm -hmm. A lot of it, like the firms were and are a certain way. Mm -hmm. There's a certain mindset around time, around location right. freedom, around financial freedom, like many professions. Right. I love that. So, and then also the perseverance, like the perseverance is like really what speaks to me and the patience and the resilience and the no it's matter so, what. Ugh, that just gave me goosebumps again. Like it's so important to really have what I call in the book, a fundamental belief. So in the book, I call it a fundamental belief. And it's essentially the idea that you know that no matter what is required of you, you are capable of accomplishing it and you believe that you're willing to do whatever is necessary. So that may look like, you know, sending Katrina a bunch of emails until <laughs> we get the, you know, we get the crazy happen, right? popular crazy right? Or it may be like getting rejected a bunch of times or not hearing back for a long time from people. Yeah, until like seven months later, you finally hear back and it's a positive response. Mm -hmm. You know, that's also part of the book. It's like the execution part. Um, and so kind of like all of that, that whole journey led me to a place where I've been able to create a really holistic approach mm -hmm. um, and really holistic philosophy because a lot of times people come at success like, okay, only when, professionally when yeah. or like I'm only going to, you know, in terms of trying to get the, the perfect body, let's just say mm -hmm. I'm only going to go to the gym or if I'm trying to be spiritually, whatever, Fit. I'm only going to do spiritual stuff. And it's like, you need all of mm -hmm. the things because they really, you're a whole person. <laughs> so like you have to be able to identify that success, right? Mm -hmm. And then move over and have alignment, but then also have the mental and emotional part and the execution and the actions that all go Just with it. Hand in hand. So I love that you said that because a couple of things. So uh, we were talking about this, you guys, before the recording. Like my word, a couple of things. My word for 2019 is freedom. Well, does is... Abundance. Yep. So obviously that goes in alignment with several things. And it's funny that you said alignment because I use that word so much now. It's like, okay, like you talked about the dreams and the desires and it's figuring out what you truly want mm -hmm. and overcoming the fears to be able to think it, feel it, and, you know, and, and also act on it. Mm -hmm. The alignment of faith, feeling, focus, right? Mm -hmm. And then from there, it's also like what came to me because I realized the same thing because for years it was, oh, be financially successful. Like that's what matters. And mm -hmm. really and truly, like many of us in so many ways, money and or fear became my God instead of our creator being my God, you know, mm -hmm. or whatever your beliefs are for you. Right. right. And then I realized, well, wait a minute, what does you know, what does win life mean for me? Mm -hmm. What does success mean? Or what do I want the community to look like? And I'm sure mm -hmm. that's part of what you walk through mm -hmm. for yourself and continue to. Right. And I was like, well, that means for me and the people I want to be around spiritual. Right. And, you know, and that means, you know, always leveling up your belief system, your faith, your abundance. Right. And believing that life your is growth. limitless, your growth, because that all follows. Mm -hmm. Like we stop, we might stop growing physically at 14, 15, 18, whatever. But to me, you never like should stop growing spiritually, mentally, uh -oh. emotionally. No, I mean, we're evolving until we're not here anymore in this physical form. And then even after that, who knows where the lessons of this Relate. spirit go. Exactly. You know? Because energy can't be destroyed or created. So the spirit goes somewhere. Exactly. So like the spiritual, the mental, the emotional, the relational, because all that impacts mm -hmm. how you, your tribe. you, you view yeah. your relationships. Who are you attracting? Who's in your circle? How do you treat people? How do you oh, leave people? How do you people? treat people? So important. How do you treat yourself? 
let me tell you something in the book. So in the book, right, one of the things that I talk about is like limiting beliefs. But then there's there's a whole section around and you've probably heard these terms mm-hmm. bantered around, you know, personal pros. Like, how do I talk about myself? Right. Personal narrative. What is the story I'm telling myself about myself? And then what is my self-talk? How am I talking to myself? Right, Because all of those things give us a lot of data. Massively. And I think that a lot of times, even the most like creative and motivated and driven person can not catch, right? The areas in those things where there may be like limiting beliefs There's popping layers. up. Or there may be some of that like, bacteria Mm -hmm. you know that just pops up and 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 causes Mm self-doubt and all these other things which is also very natural right Mm -hmm. but we have to know how to identify it and how to like get it out from the root yeah literally so i love that you said that it's funny thing that you're talking about this because literally you guys there's always layers like uh one of you know so literally this morning one of the my spiritual teachers that i was listening to is danny johnson okay i don't know if you've heard of her she does spiritual equipping as one of her like focus points at her events. She um, does business time management training, like several different things. I started listening to her and read her book maybe in 2012 and started tuning in more to her spiritual equipping um, episodes recently. And literally this morning when I was listening to one of her episodes from San Antonio, it was talking about fear and shame and fear and or shame, but also stubbornness. Because sometimes like we want to do things in our own strength and then we don't stop to think like, wait a minute, what am I, what's, what's an anchor that is drowning me or holding me back that I'm not releasing? Yeah. What's the balloon that Mm -hmm. I keep stuffing down instead of releasing it, i.e. the belief that's keeping me playing small or is keeping me, you know, thinking negatively about myself or overweight or not making money or whatever it is. I'll give you a perfect example, actually. So growing up, you know, like I said, I didn't come from a lot and I was raised with a real sense of like self, uh, sort of like Mm self-actualization. Like you got to go out and do it for yourself. No one's going to do it for you. You got to make something yourself. No one's going to give you anything. You have to go out there and earn it and get it, Mm -hmm. which is fine. And it's important to have that sort of resilience and that hood spot, right? Mm -hmm. But when you get to a certain level and you want to scale your business... You Your need life. to be open yes. to collaborating with people. You need to be open to getting help from people. And things come from people, always. So there was there was a time when, like, my partner would be like, oh, you want to do this? Like, maybe I can, like, help you because I know that right now you have this or whatever else mm-hmm. going on. So, you know, I'll give you this and you can pay me back later, whatever. And I used to have such a huge problem, negative reaction Trust. to that because it would just be like, Oh, well, you know, now what does that mean? And blah, blah, blah. And then I had to realize, I was like, listen, there's cosmic breadcrumbs. One of my teachers, Leanne Neal, always talks about cosmic breadcrumbs, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the universe, right? When you say, hey, universe, like, let's do this thing. You don't get to decide how the universe is going to send you the help. Mm-hmm. You don't get to say, well, I want you to help me specifically by just dropping a thousand dollars in my bank account from unknown source, <laughs> you know? Like, that's not going to happen. But if you say universe, like, I'm ready to grow, I'm ready to learn, I'm ready to expand, then the universe is going to help you by sending people and opportunities your way. But you have to have your eyes open enough to recognize it and appreciate it, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, the other day, to kind of bring back to that example, it was to a point where I didn't even like getting gifts. Like, I'd be like, oh, you don't have to get me that. Receiving. Like, yeah, like, you don't have to get me that. It's so expensive, whatever. And recently, I had a birthday a couple months ago, and we went to the mall. And this is literally night and day from last year. Last year, and this is a probably embarrassing story, I should tell you what. My fiance took me to the mall, and he wanted to get a bunch of things. And I was like, oh, I don't know, you should get it. And at one point, I was so overwhelmed by, like, this obstacle that I was putting in front of myself mm-hmm. that I, like, started crying in the mall. And I was like, no, no, I don't worthiness right because I was like "Eh, Mm -hmm. because I mean he's so wonderful he does so many things Mm -hmm. already you know um but then I had to realize like hey this is how he's showing his love Mm -hmm. right and so you can't tell someone don't show me love the way you want to show me love right You, you accept it so this year we go to the mall 
and my birthday and we're doing the same thing and he's he's like okay i want to get you this sorry and i was like okay and he was like well this is a big difference from last year. i was like listen i'm a quick learner you know so now you know now but as a result of that i've been able to really like expand i think like hire a pr person mm-hmm. you know or collaborate with the amazing team at elite authors for the release of my book you know like mm-hmm. things where it's like listen i don't have to do everything Mm-mm. i can do what i'm good at which is talking to you guys working with you guys and doing things mm-hmm. related to helping people and let the people that i need to help me help me mm-hmm. so i can keep helping you i love that so a couple of things like you know thinking about like the aspects of trust right and openness and community and, you know, to your point, like, you know, obviously you've got to law school at a certain point, you're working, mm-hmm. you know, with different people, et cetera, like that belief system, that paradigm served you. Mm-hmm. And I definitely relate to that from, you know, going through multiple different industries, you know, whether it was retail, oil and gas, whatever the case was, literally working at this building when I lived in, or first moved to Atlanta um, as um, basically, you know, the head of audit mm-hmm. and that certain belief system served there. But still, there was always help there because there's help from this person or help from this person, right. but not fully realizing it because it's not, it's help as part of the role, but it's not help to get you further, so to speak, or at mm-hmm. least that's how you feel or believe at the time, right? And for me, as I grew closer like to you know our creator, the spirit, the sun, and realized like, the alignment and the divine and the divine downloads mm-hmm. and the divine direction... And you oh, that re- is getting goosebumps too. I use that a lot, like divine downloads and direction. That's where the book came from. I would it say is. like it, it's not something like it came through me. Yes. Because we're vessels, is yeah. what I believe. And then to your point, when you you know you start to expand your vision massively, then you realize, well, I don't have this skill set, I don't know how to do this, I don't know how to do that, etc. So it's always okay, I can learn XYZ components, I can integrate or collaborate or create community and or I can use other tools or other people or other team members. Right. So it's exactly what you're talking about. The scaling and the vision becomes and is much bigger than you. So it requires help. Like in your case, you mentioned the author team. You mentioned like, you know, other avenues, you know, you're getting help from your fiance, receiving worthiness. Being like, okay, cool. Yep. And then recognizing the root, like where that came from and when that belief first started. Right. In my case, like I look at different things now, like, I mean, this podcast, you guys, is a perfect example. Um, Released a book in January, previously published under different like organizations. Mm -hmm. But this one was completely Mm self-published and totally different thing, community. Our influencers, you guys, like working with over 10,000 influencers in the last like three years. That's huge. And to your point, I was like, oh my God, mind blown. Years ago, I would have never trusted, never opened up. But mm-hmm. what you learn is boundaries. Yes. You learn like, okay, what kind of like getting clear? Who do I want to work with? Mm-hmm. What kind of vibe do I want them to have? Always offering freedom mm-hmm. of like how things connect is what I believe. Because you don't want anyone to be forced to work with you. No, 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 absolutely not. And and honestly, everything, I mean, I look at everything I do like a marriage, you know, in the sense that we're in relationship with everyone. Like, I'm in relationship with Katrina, she's in relationship with me. Right now, we're using that relationship to bring something to you. But the truth is, is like, you know, every client that I work with, I used to be in a place when I first, first started, I was like, I'll take any client, right? Mm -hmm. But then you realize, like, Hey, it's, it's what I have is not for everyone. Right. And what I do is not necessarily going to, is not necessarily going to be easy for everyone. Right. And there's a certain level of like meeting each other where you're at. Exactly. Right. Acceptance. And, and, and like, for example, when I first met Katrina, she had to feel me out. Mm-hmm. Right. She was like, well, what do you do? And yeah. what, what are you about? And, and you had lots of questions. Yeah. And so, and we, you know, it wasn't like we first met and it was like, okay, Let's yeah, we're ready. definitely going to do this <laughs> thing. It was like, okay, I see what you're doing. Let's see. And, you know, one of the things I really appreciated about Katrina in the beginning, and actually, I don't know if I told you this, but one of the things was, I know at that time when we first met two years ago, she was really focused on working with influencers mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. building that. And I know that at one point I was like, hey, well, she was like, well, you you know, are you even focusing on building your Instagram? And no one had even really, like, challenged me mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. think about that. Mm-hmm. And because I had been very of the old thinking, like, well, this is my thing for my friends, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then after that, I really started thinking about it. And I started putting energy into using it more as a business tool. 
And as a result, it went from like 400 people to now like mm-hmm. 1,100 something but plus people. your podcast, like that well, naturally creates community. Yeah, and I mean, it was just well, it was like, oh, okay, hey, look at this spiritual breadcrumb coming from a new person mm-hmm. that's like, hey, this is a tool. We should use it as a tool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I would say to anyone, especially that's like, well, you know, it's not 10,000 followers, so what's the difference? It doesn't matter how many followers mm-hmm. you have. It's about the quality of that community. It's about, you know, whether or not those people are actually paying attention to what you're doing. They care about what you're doing or if they're invested in what you're doing. Like in the book, I talk about it in terms of like having a tribe. But then also social media is a great way to mm-hmm. to dispatch what I call your scout, mm-hmm. right? And so your scout is like someone who, you know, is just in the hood. We call them the club because they know where the opportunities mm-hmm. are, right? And they know when you should be there and who you should talk mm-hmm. to and what you should do, right? And so when you tell people like, hey, I'm a success coach or I wrote a book or whatever, and you're using your media platform to do that, you have no idea how many scouts Maybe out there saying, oh, wow, like, good, this person in my tribe did this, and now I'm going to go and show this to some other people that we, you know, that I don't even I know. I call fans. Yeah. I call fans. Like, they share, like, authentically. Yeah. And then sometimes your fans become, like, deeper members. Like, it becomes a deeper relationship, right? Like, it's funny that you said marriage because a lot of times what I'll say is first you become friends, right? Yeah. Then sometimes you become partners in purpose, depending on your vision, right, mm-hmm. for a relationship. Then you become typically engaged and or married, right? So I look at now life and business the same way. Mm-hmm. Like you're creating community. Now there has to be freedom on both sides to go kind of to the next step, to feel it out, to ask questions, to kind of get clarity. To change. And to grow. change, to morph. And then to your point, it's using platforms to spread that message. And then I love that you said the numbers don't matter because I believe that like, because if they matter in the sense of they matter that you recognize like, okay, we have X amount of people on live, right? Or we have X amount of people on the podcast later on, whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. But then it becomes, then it becomes, okay, cool. Um, it becomes that, okay, well be faithful with a little. Yeah. Because if you're faithful with a little and you're creating value and you're sharing like your podcast or you're sharing your book, or you're sharing your retreats or whatever the case is, you know, like we're sharing whatever we're sharing or like you know, your community members, your clients, you know, and or the brands or influencers or whatever the case is, right. it grows. Right. Because if you're being faithful with this amount and then you're providing value and you're serving, well, I look at now like life and also money the same way. It's like passion. Is it in alignment with passion? Is it alignment with purpose? Is it alignment with the people that you want to serve? Right. And it feels like friendship. Yeah. And then the money comes. Yeah. I mean, look, if you would have told me, you know, 10 years ago that I wasn't going to be a lawyer, I would have laughed at you in the face. And I'd have been like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Don't you know this is the only thing I want to do? Right? But if you ask me right now, if there's <laughs> anything else I'd rather be doing, I'd 1,000% tell you no. No. Because I live, in my opinion, I live like the best life. I'm... I get to be involved, you know, in real estate through the work with my partner Mm -hmm. and, you know, my fiance and the real estate business, which is so exciting and working with investors and like literally changing what neighborhoods look like. Mm -hmm. Um, But then I also get to work with individuals one-on-one. I get to speak to groups. I get to what I feel like is actually impact people's lives. You get to create as, as you want. Yeah. And I mean, for me, it's like, You know, the creation is part of it, but it's the impact. Mm -hmm. Like one thing that even though I came, you know, like I said, didn't come from, I came from home beginnings. My grandfather was an orphan on my mother's side. We don't even know who his parents were, you know. Um, I, my mother always said like, what's going to be your legacy? Like you're here on the planet, what is going to be your legacy, right? And it's like. God, that's intense, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you get really clear on like, okay, this is who I am, this is what I want to do, then it becomes easier to mm-hmm. kind of figure that out. And honestly, depending on who you are right now watching this and where you are in your life, like don't allow whatever you've done in the past to negatively impact where you could go. You're not going to achieve your potential hanging out in your comfort zone. You're not going to achieve your potential doing what you've already been doing unless that's continuously pushing yourself outside Mm -hmm. of your comfort zone, right? And in order for you to 
affect the most change. You may be someone that's like, listen, my passion is to just like be a stay-at-home mom mm-hmm. and raise great kids. And that's great, right? In order for you to be the best stay-at-home mom that you can be, you have to be up on your craft, right? Whatever that is. So like, are you making your kid like, how are you feeding your kids? How are you raising your kids? What are you doing with your kids? Like, there is no mission or purpose that is too small mm-hmm. that creates that can that cannot create a giant impact. No, I love that you said that because to your point, like so many things, like when you think in terms of legacy, or one of the things I remind myself all the time is our life is a gift. And what I do with this life is my gift back to the world, to impact, to legacy, all that. And when you think in those terms, any small inconvenience, and that's also perspective, or any circumstance that's temporary, that's causing you pain um, or perceived pain, because you're growing, because that's usually what it is, is um, you realize like, okay, I get to grow through this. I get to move through this. I get to do this. And then I have a choice to turn pain into purpose. Transformation. And exactly. transmutation. Really. Exactly. I mean, the other thing, uh, look, I love to use J.K. Rowling as an example mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's a great, and I cite this in the book too, there's mm-hmm. a great uh, article about her that kind of gives a whole timeline and it's giving me goosebumps. I've again. seen her movie. But it's amazing. She, and I haven't seen it's great. Movie, but I know Highly that recommend. she was like in a loveless marriage, mm-hmm. she was abusive, then she left with her daughter, mm-hmm. she was like depressed. On I'm welfare. Like, yeah, on like mm-hmm. public assistance. And like the one thing she knew was that from a kid she said, I'm going to write books. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only like she didn't even like know exactly what book she was gonna write nothing and then she just started having dreams and visions writing these Mm -hmm. books and believing herself had that fundamental belief that she was gonna do whatever it took right and she knew also a fundamental truth about herself which was that she had a very strong imagination and that she was capable of creating something great Mm -hmm. right so whatever your truth is about yourself like even if it's just the smallest thing like I'm honest or I have good integrity, like whatever it is, that's a seed, right? That when you nurture and you take care of it and you grow it, blossoms into a tree that bears harvest, countless fruit. Yeah, because it's plant, so harvest, literally what you're talking about. It's like the process. And she went through countless rejections, countless with the book. You should see the movie. It's so good. Yeah, I'm going to um, have to know. It's amazing because it walks through. You see like her walking through like the issues with like the abusive marriage, the issues with her child, the issues with the rejections, like everything, the welfare, all of it. You see all of it. Yeah. But she had a choice. She could stay in victimhood and continue on. Okay, this is my life. I accept it, mm-hmm. et cetera, which is what some of us choose to do. Right. Or you can choose to fight and say, no, this is not who I am. This is just where I'm at right now. Yeah. Let me fight through this mess. Let me come through on the other side and let me trust in, you know, whatever that is for you, you know, in whatever that higher belief system is, let me shift and believe there's more. Let me believe I can be more, do more, have more. And that's the spiritual part. And and I, I say spiritual with a, like an asterisk. And the reason <laughs> why I say know that is because, you know, if you're an atheist listening, right? You still have a spiritual you, belief. Yeah, your, your spirit is just like energy, right? Mm-hmm. So just think about like your energy. And your energy is a vibration. And you can be on a low vibration or you could be on a high vibration. Mm-hmm. And when you look at something that's vibrating, right? When it's vibrating slow and low, it's very easy to get stuff hitting it and changing it, right? But when you're vibrating high, crap can't stick to you. Right? I like that comparison because you're right. Because if you're just like, woe is me, I don't believe in anything, the world's out to get me, etc. Yeah. You're here. You're low energy. You're low vibration. Versus no. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I go through the ups and the downs, the high vibration and the low vibration, and it's it's a process. And that's where, you know, I kind of come back to the idea of your support system and your tribe because your spirituality is as good as the people you surround yourself oh, with, massively. right? Because, like, you feed yourself you with could literally. go be a monk in a cave. Great. Mm-hmm. But, but if it's your 2019. Thoughts, well, <laughs> not just that, but if your thoughts suck, your beliefs suck, well, then that's what you're feeding yourself. Yeah. So, like, you it's might want to be... miserable time You might want to be or listen to some other people. So, awesome. So, this is, like, where you've been, where you're at now. So, where you're at now. Like, share with, like, where you're at now as well as like the mindset and or any other tips on the faith on like how, what helps you to quickly like jumpstart into like shifting your mindset. Well, it's taken time, 
and a therapy. Like I'll I'll put oh, that I've, out there. Like therapy is great. Yeah, I've been to therapy. Um, I have a great therapist, and you know, at this point, I can say I see her like once a month or like once every six weeks, depending on schedules. But there was a time where I was going like twice a month. Um, and again, that comes back to the idea of like you don't have to do it all alone. Right, there's people that are better at it. Certain or can things see outside of you. Right, exactly. And so, yeah, like I'm a coach and I'm an advisor, but like I can't, while I, I can apply the framework to myself to the best of my ability, it always helps to have someone else there. Like I have an accountability partner. Mm -hmm. She lives in Germany. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. Like she's very established in her industry, what she does. Like she helps seven figure online businesses. Like mm -hmm. she does her thing, you know? But we call each other, we check each other. Oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? We exchange ideas, you know, because that's important to have community that, you know, in yoga, we call it satsang, uplifting community. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I came from a squash match. Like I need to take care of my body. It allows my mind to be good, right? To operate so, at full capacity. Exactly. So in terms of like how I'm able to transform things, music really helps shift my energy because guess what? That's a vibration. Mm -hmm. Um, yoga, mm -hmm. meditation, play, like just doing something different, oh my God, yes. you know, like just doing something different, getting your mind clear yeah. and not focusing on whatever it is. Right. And like, for example, another entrepreneur I know, uh, her name is Orla Darton. She owns a PR company in Cali. She posted yesterday, like, what color should I get? I'm getting a manicure in the middle of my workday. And I, I applauded her mm -hmm. because Freedom. especially Freedom. if you're an entrepreneur or you work for yourself or you have a location independent business, you have to be able to kind of like weave in those moments of joy yes. that allows everything Release. else to be happy. So that's kind of like how I transform things in terms mm -hmm. of like the business where I'm now is. I do two international retreats a year, and this year I started collaborating with people awesome. on those trips because, again, I could do it all alone, but why? Mm -hmm. Why should I have to? Mm -hmm. um, and I've gotten great. Big believer of that. You know, uh, it's been very, very positive. I've, I, you know, of course, it's a marriage. So, you know, the people that I collaborated, I had a lot of conversations with them, mm -hmm. and, and I'm very grateful for them and what they've done, you know, Sumeya and, and Easy. And they've been wonderful. And so I'll be taking some people to Barbados in a couple of I saw that on your website. That's awesome. Sumeya. And then at the end of the year, I'm doing a two-continent, four-city tour mm -hmm. with uh, Easy um, to Marrakesh, mm. the Valley of Anzi, uh, Madrid, Malaga, and Gibraltar. That's awesome. I've been to all of them, except for I've been to Tangier, so not Marrakesh. Mm -hmm. But Gibraltar is amazing. I'm very excited. Uh, Malaga is amazing. I went in 2010 with my mom. Yeah. And then you said Gibraltar, which is really close there as well. Yeah. Amazing. Like the yeah. vibe, especially. Malaga is a little bit like of a bigger city, but if you guys get a chance to visit Marbella, it's within a couple hours from Malaga. It's, it's very close to Gibraltar. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I yeah. mean, it's you'll you'll love the vibe. Just in, and you've been to Spain before, right? I have. Okay, so to you Barcelona. Know. Yeah. yeah. So oh, very different than Barcelona. Oh yeah. Very, very different. Southern for Spain. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, so I've been doing the retreats. Okay. I have the podcast. I you know I I still work with one on one clients, and I'm releasing this book, um, because my whole thing was. As, as many people as I want to reach through the podcast, you know, because that could be anywhere mm -hmm. in the world, and as many people as want to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, that's awesome, mm -hmm. right? But again, coming back to this idea of, like, legacy and what Scaling. are you leaving behind and, mm -hmm. and how are you going to reach the most people, right? Mm -hmm. This book is kind of like a book that I would have written for someone who is growing up with not a lot of resources, who maybe is younger, who you know, maybe doesn't have mentors or maybe mm -hmm. isn't in a prep for prep or maybe, you know, doesn't have the parents that are like, Hey, you need to focus on this, mm -hmm. you know, feeding them. Yeah. So the idea was to give people an easy to understand applicable and pragmatic framework in a very, um, approachable Simple. tone. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's in some ways there are things people may have heard of before, but it's, uh, um, sort of an amalgam of all these things of course, in addition to you know this really step-by-step -step framework so the formula came to me as I was saying earlier um after meditating on it a lot and what's so funny is that today Facebook reminded me that on this day in 2016 I posted something about I hey I'm that. working on something a piece about success 
share with me your and I, I had no idea at that time that I was going to write this book. Of course, that was, was just like an article that I wrote. It was yeah. a divine download and a step that you took. And then today, before I saw that reminder, today I announced officially like my book that mm-hmm. it's coming out, and I shared the cover with it. Mm-hmm. And it was just like kind of you know synchronistic mind yeah, blown yeah. in this way where you're like you okay, put the full circle. Yeah, I'm, I say I'm gonna like here's the little step, the little tiny sprout. Here's all the steps. This is where we are. Yeah. And to your point, you may want to think about, if you haven't seen it yet, um, we have a free webinar, how to create and launch your online course in a week. Mm-hmm. So you may want to take your book and create an online course. I've been thinking about that. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about that. Um, I know that I, I want to do a workbook with it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you and... can definitely add that on as a bonus, even within your existing book, like on a oh, republish. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's going to have probably its own ISBN. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm very as excited. a freebie, as a freebie yeah. to integrate into your email list. So Simple. I'm very, I'm very excited about the book. You know, right now I think my, my one of my main focuses, you know, that my publicist and I are really working on, is just getting the message of success mm-hmm. math out there. So you know, really getting on a lot of different stages and connecting and and utilizing the network that I have, you know, and something I talk about a lot is leverage. Mm-hmm. Um, leverage is huge. I think scaling. leverage gets like a bad rap, you know, because people are like, oh, I don't want to be salesy or I don't want to like mm-hmm. seem whatever. But it's like, listen, you have to know where you're trying to go. Mm-hmm. And in order to get there, you need to like climb the stairs and leverage is the stairs that you have to climb. Well, right? it helps you take massive leaps. Like one of the things I talk about in terms of leverage and scaling is exponential exposure. So that means social, that means podcasts, that means speaking, that means courses, that means Mm -hmm. other platforms, that means social media, that means all these different tools, like with health, wealth, business, or whatever you choose to integrate, like in your platform, because that's all leverage and scalability and access to more and more people. Because at the end of the day, if you're trying to give impact, well, if someone's only on Instagram, they're never going to listen to the podcast. Right. If someone only knows about you know, Tailwind, just using an example, or LinkedIn, or or whatever, LinkedIn right. they're never going to find you if you're not there. If they only know, you know, whatever the case is, like if they know about your retreats only, but they right. don't know you have a book, right? or they've never heard you speak, right. Right. or like they only know about Herbalife, but they don't know an online course, or whatever it is yeah. in terms of like things that we do, or they think, oh, you're an attorney and you only do success coaching but they don't realize that you also do travel and this, it's like a constant communication piece Mm -hmm. and it's constant education and it's constant promotion. And if you don't, and it's funny how you talked about story and framing your story also, because I actually super grateful got to go this week to the get motivated seminars. Cool. Heard Ayanna LaVansant speak, you Mm -hmm. know, Susie Orman, Julia Michaels, some of the couple, a couple of them that were there, but Ayanna specifically talked about, the promotion, the speaking on your story, the framing of from to, from to, and then promoting. Because if you don't promote yourself and you don't get out there and do the outreach, well, people aren't going to know about you. Let me me tell you something. It's so true. It's like, if, if I didn't tell you, hey, in my childhood, I grew up in projects that had odd elevators and even elevators, and they often smelled like urine, you would be like, oh, okay. But now you know that. You're like, oh. What a long way to come, you know? But all, yeah, exactly. I mean, the other thing is like, listen, like Katrina said, you may look at us, I'm like, oh, they're, they've got it all together. No. They're so successful. No. They're blah, blah. No. But it's like, listen, <laughs> this is like a constant everyday no. process. And whatever it is you're working on, let's say you're not an entrepreneur. You're just like, oh, I just want to get that promotion. Or I want to lose this weight. Or I want to change how yes. I think. You know, mindset is so important. important. There's a really good book um, called The Growth Mindset. Na- mm-hmm. Made by Carol Dudek. I might be mispronouncing her name. But I'm growth sorry. mindset. But it's called <laughs> growth mindset, and um, it's all about kind of where's your focus, right? Where is your focus? Is your focus on learning from what's happening and applying that, or is your focus on simply like getting there? Because if you're focused on just getting there, you're not going to get that much out of the journey. And I mean, not to sound cliche, but it's not so much the destination as it is the journey. Because and you the might journey, repeat the mistake. Well, the journey is all the data. You know, the journey is all the data to use a parlance of the current time that creates the algorithm that leads you to success. You see what I'm saying? Because so true. if you don't have the data points, then you're just kind of somewhere over here trying to find the bullseye, but not really knowing where you're going. But not only that, but I remember, like, it's interesting that you also talked about that because I remember, like, I've been reflecting on this a lot lately. Like, I remember when I was walking through corporate, then got to a certain point and then quote unquote made it to six figures here, right? Mm-hmm. 
But I was like, wait a minute. If this is what was really my dream, why do I feel empty, right? Mm-hmm. Why do I feel not free? And then I remembered as I was looking backward, I was like, ooh. I was like, the journey right before when I was working at the company in Houston, when I connected with people in person, I was very nice and relatable. But when I was on email or different things, I was like, I got to get there. I got to get there. And I wasn't always the nicest person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, forgive me, like, grace, mercy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like, going back to right, data. Right. And I was like, you know what? This time, I don't want to be that at all. I right. want to be freedom-based. I want to be love-based. I want to be abundance-based. I want to be faith-based. Like, all these things. And I want to work with people that are like that. I don't want people that are rushing just to get to a status or a destination but running over themselves, not getting the parts, not taking care of themselves, mm-hmm. not treating people well. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be that or even be remotely an example of that. Mm-hmm. So it took, in a way, more reflection and more time, more, like, unwinding of the knots, right? Because mm-hmm. we've created all this in this direction. Now mm-hmm. it's, like, shifting all this to this direction. Mm-hmm. And just walking step by step but being very mindful. And intentional. Very mindful, very intentional, and very journey focused, and very present focused. Mm-hmm. Like I'm here with a Wilda. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not, you guys. Like I've got her bio up, mm-hmm. and being very focused on things that she's saying, and feeding back to that, and having all the energy here, mm-hmm. not on what I'm doing, you know, an hour from now or something else in my brain. It's like, no, I'm here, mm-hmm. and it's a very different energy because I realized also, like I got there. Because of grace and mercy, but I was like, no, I want the journey to be pleasurable at every you level. You want to feel whole. Yes. Not like you left your brain somewhere back no. here, your body's over here, and your yeah. heart is over there, and you're trying to like bring them into No. Yeah. It's a step by step, like a dance or like flow and yoga, mm-hmm. whether you want to talk about dancing or flow. Like, yeah. I'm a, like, yes, I lift, but I love yoga. I love dance. Um, I just posted a yoga video recently. Like, love it because it's the, the tuning and the alignment mm-hmm. of all of it. Um, and, and to your point, like you want to enjoy every moment and every breath Mm -hmm. on that path. Oh yeah. So love that. So where do you see, like you've shared so much with us about where you've been, about where you are now, Mm -hmm. about what's happening with the book, what's happening with the community, what's happening with more receiving, more worthiness, engagement, all this stuff, you know, a wilderness journey, a wilderness growth. Mm -hmm. Where do you, as of now, yeah. where do you see you going next? <sighs> well, that's that's a great question. Um, I think that right now, my next step is kind of like I mentioned, really spreading the message of success math as far and wide as I possibly can. Actually, another formula came to me the other day, but I'm not going to like start working on the on the next book or anything yes. yet. I'm just going to kind of let it ruminate in there, yes. you know. I do that. <laughs> um, but what I would really like to see happen is to continue to like grow the community of Win Life, right? To continue to grow the community of people coming on these really transformative international experiences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and then really to, to, believe it or not, like I have a very humble trajectory, which is just continuing to provide value. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my main concern, yes, I have financial goals. Yes, I have like personal goals. But in terms of how I relate with all of you, it's all about creating value that is, what's the word I'm looking for, that is, is logical, that is the next step for me that is coming from a place of authenticity that I can really um, flesh out and communicate to all of you in a very digestible way. Um, And really to continue to use my platform as a way to highlight more women, more people of color, more people from socioeconomically disadvantaged backgrounds or traumatic childhood situations that are doing things in their passion and purpose and are using that to inspire and inform people because I think that example is such a powerful tool. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, when I think about, you know, how someone may just randomly come across the podcast and hear your episode or hear DJ Mm -hmm, Townsend's mm -hmm. episode and be like, oh, wasn't that guy on NBC's Titan? Mm -hmm. And suddenly they hear his story Mm -hmm. about how he started in the NFL and then went to the AFL Mm -hmm. and then left all that, Mm -hmm. you know, and then became a yogi and, and, you know, and all that. And now he's doing that. You know, those things, I think, are just powerful to be an avenue for story Mm -hmm. and to be an avenue for, you know, people's sort of triumphs. Um, 
And I just, you know, I want to scale that and I want to make that as big and as robust as possible. And then I feel like the universe will lead me organically to whatever the next thing mm -hmm. is after that. I mean, between these things and, and the real estate investment work that we're doing here in Atlanta, my plate is pretty full. That's so awesome. it's good. <laughs> no, it sounds like you're doing great. It sounds like, like, you know, like uncovering step by step. And I love that you talked about value creation because it's always, always, always about value, about service and trusting that things that are meant for you will come to you mm -hmm. and are for you. And then also you made me think of, and I'll make the introduction, there's a young lady that has a passion, purpose. Um, I was trying to pull up her Instagram. Excuse me, her name's Mel, but I don't have the exact handle in my brain at this moment. Mm -hmm. But basically she highlights and uh, uh, different like posts and different videos of people's like purpose and passion. Oh, cool. So I'll make the introduction um, to you yeah. um, for her. Like she initially like did a post of like my phrase like for passion and purpose. And then now she's having me film five different videos of like one minute segments. And cool. she would basically like, that's her entire platform. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's a really great, um, and she's same thing, like growing, but very like clear and very focused on sharing stories. So it's another way to amplify of course. community and spread your message as well. And I think especially so. for any women listening, yes, you know, I mean, not to, to discount the, the guys, you know, <laughs> we love you, but especially for any women listening right now, it's just such a powerful time for women and women's energy and what we're doing. And we're just being highly sought after the respect that we've deserved over a long time is finally being given to us. And if you're someone who is a woman who has an idea or has a, wants to do something like, I just really want to encourage you to, to try to, to really make an effort, even if it's really small to, to go out there because out. this is a time where I think, you know, just there's so many things women can do to shine. I think there's so many avenues as well. Members only clubs like the wing that's, you know, opening up all over the country. That's just for women, of mm -hmm. the, you know, of, of all backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, there's people like Katrina and myself out here who are, are trying to lead by example and offer services mm -hmm. and things like that, that you can relate to and connect with because the most important place to invest is in yourself first. Right. Because if, if you're not investing in yourself, if you're not making sure that you're continuing on a, on a growth trajectory, on a personal development trajectory, even if it looks like one step forward, two steps back, three steps forward, five steps back, that's fine. That's normal. Believe it or Very not. Normal. Um, <laughs> you, it's a consistency. Right. It's about showing up and being consistent and then utilizing the resources. And you may not know what those resources are. You may not have resources, but if you identify where they are and just put yourself out there, you'll be really surprised what comes back to you. No, absolutely. And to your point, like it's the persistence and it's getting up. Like it's really that simple. It's making a decision, like whatever it is to never quit and to get back up again. Like mm -hmm. when I was like rewriting some of the story yesterday to your point, like, especially after I learned from my Yama, like what you're talking about, like the story, the getting back up, the persistence, mm -hmm. the time for women now, like so much abundance now. I was like thinking, I was like, oh my God, like it's really as simple as I look backwards. It's really as simple as making a decision to never quit. You know, of course, alignment, of course, faith, all that, but it's also making a decision to getting back up, mm -hmm. which goes back to never quitting. Yeah. Like it's, it's like we overcomplicate it like so much, yeah. but it's really that simple. Um, anything else that you want to like highlight or share or like where they can find you? So yeah. either, either one of those two. Yeah. So I would just say, uh, in terms of where you can find me, uh, you can always find me online at awilderprovera.com. I'm sure that information will be below this wherever, um, on, on Instagram at miss.awilderprovera, LinkedIn, Awilder and Rivera, still on Facebook, in a couple different ways. I have a, a Facebook group called The Success Suite um, where I share different things. Um, and where else? Oh, I mean, you want to travel? Let's go to Morocco. Let's go to Barbados. You know, reach out. Otherwise, the podcast is available on 12 platforms, Spotify, Google, iTunes, Stitcher, Radio Public, all those platforms as well as on my website. Um, and that's free, 100% free. Um, and then the book is coming out. So, you know, ch check out the podcast. If you like the podcast, buy the book. Um, 
And I just look forward to helping you guys and being more of a resource in any way that I can be. Thank you so much for having for <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. But also uh, for you having you. Okay. I don't know what else. I think I was like, I think I was thinking for having me. Like I was like, but wait, no. Like, but it's collaboration. So it's like no one having anyone. It's yeah. connection. Thanks for having us. Yes. Yes. Thanks. Exactly. Thanks for having us and for tuning in. So thank you again so so much thank and you for chat tuning soon. in with me on It's a Fit Life Creation podcast. If you haven't already, head on over to our fitlifecreation.com website. Follow us on all our social channels and explore our freebies library. You'll find freebies on health, freebies on wealth, freebies on biz, and all in one. Explore at our experiences, events, influencers. We help the community and influencers get healthy, make money, and build brands. To create a life and a business you love.